Hi, and welcome to IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast. I'm Chris O'Fault, the editor of The Toolkit. From 1987 to 2000, the Dutch filmmaker Paul Verhoeven came to Los Angeles to make big-budget Hollywood films like Total Recall, Robocop, Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers. He was always villainized as being a little too violent or too sexual, and he was often dismissed by critics as being simply a good technician with a campy approach to story. The dismissal of Verhoeven's work, though, reached its peak with Showgirls the most reviled film of the 90s, which earned 13 Razzie nominations, and it's to Paul's credit that he showed up to accept his uh, award for Worst Film and Worst Director of the Year. He's been gone from Hollywood filmmaking for 16 years now, and many cinephiles are starting to accept what Europeans have long known about Verhoeven. He was doing for big-budget Hollywood genre films what Douglas Sirk was doing for Universal's melodramas in the 1950s. Verhoeven would use the toys, technicians, and budgets of Hollywood to deliver candy-colored, often plastic-looking films that dialed up the artifice of our big movies, but underneath which there was always existed a subversive message about the dangers lying beneath the surface of our society, even going as far as to imply there were some fascist tendencies in America. His new film, Elle, finds the director still at the height of his game and still finding himself in a little bit of uh, controversy as it portrays the title character played amazingly by Isabelle Hopper after she is raped. Uh, while he was in town for the New York Film Festival, I got to sit down with Paul to talk about the discomfort his audiences sometimes feel in his movies, including my own, and his, how he has very little desire to censor himself. IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit podcast is brought to you by our friends at AFI Fest, presented by Audi. The film festival takes place in the heart of Hollywood from November 10th through the 17th. This year's lineup features over 120 films, including the world premieres of Warren Beatty's Rules Don't Apply, Miss Sloan starring Jessica Chastain, and Disney's Moana. Free tickets to all screenings, galas, and tributes are now available on AFI.com slash AFI Fest. seems like now that you've been removed from American filmmaking for I guess about 10 years now it really seems like that maybe there it, does it feel like there's a reconsideration of your work here it seems as if uh, uh, sure I think um, there was always let's say some turmoil uh, uh, started perhaps not so much with Robocop somehow that mm -hmm. basically was still received in a very in general very positive way, mm -hmm. way. Um, I think it was really uh, the phrase was uh, uh, that um, Robocop was not losing his soul to uh, hard, uh, hardware or software, but mm -hmm. there was still a soul there or something. And, and uh, so I think that was considered and, and accepted. But from Total Recall on, there was, of course, criticism about violence all the time. In Basic Instinct, there was a lot of people that were really angry because of all the nudity and the mm -hmm. sexuality, uh, not innuendo, the sexuality straight. And then, of course, uh, Showgirls and, and, and Starship Troopers were both bashed. Mm -hmm. So um, I think what happened probably because of the movies after that, which was Black Book and now L, that people, um, and, and what happened in the world, I think. I think that must also be something that, that things change, be it after 9-11 or, or, or the beginning of the new century. I think people were, were, other generations were looking at these movies. They were probably, uh, uh, let's say, um, uh, programmed in a different way, 
Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the, 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 this is the, the brains, of course, a very interesting, good uh, computer. <laughs> and I think the way program that was pr programmed because of the new environment and uh, and the change in the world, that these movies, um, the perspective on these movies, by and uh, seen now by younger generations, was different. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, what was different and why that was and how that worked, I have no idea, you know, yeah. but, but certainly uh, it took about 10 years, certainly uh, about 10 years for people to realize really that Starship Troopers was not a fascist movie, eh? that yeah. it was really, uh, Starship Troopers is really talking and we were very much aware of that, although we did it in a very playful way and, and did, but that f of the fascist possibilities of the United States. Right, which then, and that film really got reconsidered after, after the war, obviously. Yeah, right, right, clear. Yeah. And, and, and uh, the, the fascist, uh, you could even argue that the fascist possibilities of the United States are around the corner on the, at this moment, isn't right. it? I mean, probably won't happen. Right. But it is there, yeah. and so I think that was not seen. Basically, the f movie was not seen as telling telling something about a certain possibility. Right. And uh, because Buenos Aires, it says Buenos Aires, but it is really about yeah. the United States. <laughs> still, it's still Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, right, <laughs> still right. Doogie Howser. Right. Um, but I mean, I think there's also an element too with your films is that, and in particular the American films where you are playing on the surface, you're playing with the artifice, right. and you're working on two layers, and, 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 and so you're kind of, um, there's, a, there's a subversive element, uh, which, which is one element, and then there, you're also always having fun. There's yes. always a playfulness to it. And it seems as if, in America, if we want our artists to be subversive, we need like a drop-dead seriousness yeah, of sure. it. And that's not the case, basically, and, and, uh, and that especially, uh, let's say, working with Ed Neumeyer, we were inventing uh, uh, already with Robocop and uh, certainly with Starship Troopers when we were, we were, uh, when we were creating, talking about uh, how the script would be mm -hmm. and inventing scenes, we were laughing a lot. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and, and I think, and it was not theoretical. It, it came up like that, like, okay, that, what kind of, in this newsreel, what are we going to do? Well, the, what about this and that? And then, oh, that, yeah, that's good. That. Yeah. So I think the lightness comes from the fact that it was also created in a light way, not right. in a theoretical way. Right, right. You now you can see it, and I see it perhaps even better what we did now than then, mm -hmm. but we were certainly, uh, commenting uh, on the United States without being dogmatic or or or, or uh, trying to give a message or something mm -hmm. like that. We m were basically in a playful way saying, "Well, you know, there is a possibility that." <laughs> I mean, that was really how it felt, and um, and that it took some time. Uh, and, and, and I think basically what happened, of course, uh, in, in the beginning of the 21st century might have opened up the eyes of people a little bit about uh, what the movie meant. Right. Yeah. But um, th as I said, uh, you should never think about it as a serious prophecy. You know, the people say, well, it's prophetic or something like that. No, I don't believe that. We were picking up signals yeah. that were already there. And, yeah. and so a uh, lot of things, political things we took from, uh, from, the, from Texas. <laughs> and Texas was of the, the governor Bush at the time. Right. So we used a lot the, uh, our uh, this kind of funny ideas yeah. or uh, about death penalty and all this uh, weapons and all right. that came really 
really uh, from that direction, yeah. yeah. Well, th but there's also an element also um, of sometimes it's easier to talk about these things under a layer of humor, uh, under sure, a layer sure. of artifice, yeah, right? right. It, yeah. I mean, you, it's a different thing, and you've never really tried to do this, but you wouldn't make a straightforward film about you know, about fascism in the United States. You, sure. You, but there's something deadly, well, seri uh, deadly serious about yeah, the Yeah, Joe Estrauss did something yeah. like that. Huh? He, yeah. wrote, uh, over, uh, 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 he, he wrote a movie, and it was also made as a movie, about uh, right uh, ultra-right wing, isn't it? He, mm -hmm. he did that. So, um, but uh, we didn't do that together. Of course, I think uh, uh, Showgirls, uh, there was a lot of criticism and, 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 and observation, in fact, in Showgirls, you know. I mean, that's probably the most researched movie I ever did in the United States. Um, because we spent uh, months and months mm -hmm. in, 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 uh, Vegas. in Vegas, basically talking, interviewing everybody. So yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a reflection of that, of course, clearly. But it is, um, uh, there was, again, it was not really a message, you know. It was very observation mm. and, and, and think, oh, that is very, that's really terrible. Let's do that, you know. <laughs> well, Showgirls, I think, more than anything, is the one where people, because that was so openly despised, right. that people, in, in, people were not able to see past that layer, the artifice on top. No. And there was too, too much nudity, basically. I think people were shocked by the nudity, you know. You do? Too you many breasts. You think that's what it was? I'm, I'm <laughs> absolutely sure that it was so, it went so far out of the mainstream. I mean, it was so, let's say, not comme il faut, you mm -hmm. know. It was so, uh, let's say, wrong in, 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 a, in a moral way, if you want to, to use so much nudity and blunt nudity, pubic hair, and uh, whatever positions, basically, that people uh, couldn't even, I mean, uh, I remember a review, basically, of one the, uh, uh, that said, basically, I, I, I saw half of the movie and then I had to go out to the toilet because I had to throw up. <laughs> that was the review <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> so, I mean, it was really, you could say it was too much. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm, and uh, perhaps it's also so that the generation later looked at that perhaps in a more in a, in a different way and and uh, the, the restoration or, or at least the, uh, the fact that showgirls is now seen um, I won't say it, it's not seen as uh, it's I don't think it's the French see it as a masterpiece eh? yeah I, I I mean I love I love the film I absolutely love the film the the one thing though that I wonder if you would do differently is um, the there's a tone there's a there's a tone on the top, and obviously you're going for a certain type of performance, yeah, and over that, the top, and, and yeah, and yeah. over the top, and 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 for you, there's always a tightrope, I think, between right. where you're going and what you're observing, and then also, you know, in that case, you're taking Vegas and you're creating. Right. That's obviously a metaphor for you for something larger about right. about about us, and it, it's always that it's a it's a very tricky balance. Sure. And and in that case. In some cases, I feel like where the only and I love this film. The only the only thing would be just that maybe the, the it was dialed like a little too much uh, sure. into, on the yeah. No, I I, I have <coughs> realized that. I mean, of course, there was a hype. What you would call in in in, um, in how you call it? no what you would call um, hyperbolic quality yeah. to to everything. Yeah. That was uh, and and I think the hyperbolic 
acting, that this over the top acting and over the top dialogue and over the top movement was probably could have been a little bit less. Yeah, is that something would have made it easier to accept? Yeah, and I'm not talking about show. I'm talking about all your movies, though. Is that something? I know you have to have a way into the material. You have to figure out your way into the material well before you you think about making a movie. But in terms of that tone and in terms of that performance and where you're going to go with things, is that something you have fully worked out in your mind, or is that something? Is that one thing that really once you get the band together and get sure. the sure, yeah, I I think there is a vague idea, and okay. of course it was already there was of course already a lot of hyperbolic mm -hmm. thinking or or visual, visualization mm -hmm. in the script, and and the dialogue was of yeah. course over the top right. continuously, so. That's put you already on a certain track, you know. Right, right. That uh, uh, saying, okay, I'm going to do this script, put you already with and 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 accepting this dialogue and mm -hmm. <coughs> pulled everything up. So we, uh, every, I mean, it is not only the dialogue; it's also the lights, mm -hmm. you know, and it is also the, what you see, the the, the the production design. Everything is over the top, mm -hmm. and uh, and. I think that is something that that is gradually sneaking into the movie as you do it, you know, because but there was already a, a, a let's say a basis, of mm -hmm. course, that pointed in that direction, and then basically because I accepted that, and uh, it, it then it, uh, as we were working and, and shooting, it 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 pervaded everything. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, even with the with the movie now with L, you start that movie. And it's only at the end of the movie you know exactly what you did. You right. know, it's not that you know all these things and these connections that are there and stuff like that. You, you work a lot of your work is is unconscious, right. and I think, and a lot of good stuff comes from not knowing exactly what you're doing, but going for it because your intuition basically goes there and say, okay, 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 oh let's do that. Oh that's fun. And instead of you not then you're really not balancing that one element to the rest of the movie. You have no time even. You know you you you. So if your intuition is right, then it works fantastically. Of course, can sometimes be wrong. There was an interview a long time ago with Ingmar Bergman. The, uh, the Swedish director, uh, they said, well, how do you do these things, basically, are you, uh, questions like you just uh, mm -hmm. asked. And he said, basically, it's all intuition. Mm -hmm. It's all intuition. And I've learned that my intuition is okay for 80%. 20% mm -hmm. I'm off. <laughs> But so I, I, can, I think I should build on my intuition because for three quarters, I'm fine. And, and it works. And, right. and, and one quarter, It's wrong, but I take that. That's when it doesn't work, you know. So long as you have a way, basically you have your way in. You you know how you're where you're going with the material. But once you're in, then basically something new happens. And because of because the actors, especially in this case Isabelle Huppert, bring something to the movie that you could not have imagined anyway. I want I want to talk about the new movie. I I love one of the things that I think it's probably pretty obvious. I'm I'm an enormous fan, but. One of the things that you always do is kind of uh, grab a taboo subject or something that makes the audience feel uncomfortable right. by the throat, and 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 you and you well, you do your your thing with it, and you know and, and in some cases based on the way your work and basing on the different layers that you have, you've been able to do, you know, like we were just talking Starship Troopers, the the concept of of America as being fascist, the idea, you know, the end of Black Book to me is one of the strongest political statements I've seen in the right, last right. 12 years, and I always love it. 
And I, you know, I, I'm just being honest. The thing with L, and I feel like this is me. I feel like maybe I'm too American. Maybe I'm, yes, <laughs> you know, you know. I, I maybe I, and I, I don't, or maybe it's just this time that I'm having. But for the first time, instead of rooting, being right there, I'm like, go oh, get him, Paul. The rape kind of put me back a little bit, and I'm, I, it made me feel um, uh, uncomfortable. And I was wondering if that's something that maybe that that you want, like in the fact that you're you're handling. Well, how can you? <coughs> you have to ask yourself basically how can how else can you handle rape than basically that by than by uh, presenting something that is putting you off. Mm -hmm. I I don't think you can. I I think it would be false to put the rape mm -hmm. uh, uh, in in a, let's say elliptic way. Mm -hmm. I mean you can do that clearly. Then you don't show it mm -hmm. or, or you suggest it or whatever. Or you see it uh, uh, let's say in the eyes of the cat, isn't it? Yeah. Then the whole scene well, can the, be yeah, can be with the cat. And and I I felt that that would dishonest. And I felt that you needed to to you needed to be. To be with uh, that, to see and to feel that what this mo this, wo this woman, uh, Isabelle Hubert, mm -hmm. goes through. I mean, I don't have uh, no. Uh, it's it's violence. It's ultra violence, mm -hmm. sex uh, uh, rape, and and of course it makes you an. Uh, uh, well, maybe I should clarify too. It's it obviously rape itself. That first scene, although the cat. It's not does even get, the first. Scene. Yeah, no, but but there's I mean, no but rape there. You don't see rape. Well, okay. The first scene. It's later. Right. You hear it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's off screen. Yeah. It's off screen. Yeah. But it's it's it's. I think part of the maybe, and I should be more uh, explicit here. I, I'm talking about where this character goes and the fact that that we are talking about the third act. Yeah. Well. Well. well and also just well, this, for the rest, she goes. She's pretty. She's not so extreme. Yeah. But I mean, it's just this 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 concept of of possibly enjoying or or welcoming it is 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 uncomfortable. <laughs> It, it's it's it becomes this thing where, but at the same time, I've watched it now twice, and I, I I'm looking at this world where she's surrounded. This movie is very much about control. She's surrounded by this world of everyday misogyny, and it all kind of it, it makes perfect sense. And I've I've learned to love the film like I love all the rest of your films. But I, I I'm curious though, based on the way that you have always kind of handled very taboo subjects, was this one that felt different to you or did you handle this like you handle all of the, all of your movies sure yeah i i did I, I have no i mean when i read the book i realized that it might be controversial or whatever mm -hmm. but i mean uh, but i have no desire to censor myself in any mm -hmm. way i think uh, i've never done and i think the, uh, this character can be explained Mm -hmm. But not that we do. I, f I feel we should not do that. The writer did not do that. The writer gives you indication why she is the, uh, behaves, especially in the latter part of the movie. Of course, we have to uh, accept the fact that in some way she ha uh, she is accepting, uh, say, the masochistic uh, relationship. Right. I mean, if you re really read a little bit about sadomasochistic sex, mm -hmm. I mean, it's that time for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I oh no, and absolutely. So basically, yeah. so so this character goes into sadomasochistic territory, mm -hmm. and that is uh, uh, probably if you, uh, if sex in in general for most people, sex and pain are are, are, are diametrical. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, are are not connected, but in sadomasochistic um, uh, emotions or, mm -hmm. or feelings, 
I mean, it's necessary mm -hmm. for these people, isn't it? I mean, uh, clubs of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I feel that we, that with her we go into that situation, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course that's uncomfortable mm -hmm. because it's so, if you, if you don't uh, feel, uh, if you're not uh, really into sadomasochism, mm -hmm. then it's, it's difficult, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, but I, I thought, yes, but this is, no, it's not for nothing, of course, that that you know everything about her father, you know. Right. I mean, and uh, the movie doesn't say that basically what happened to her when she's 10 years old prepared her really for going in the, left, in the third act <laughs> of the movie in, in going to say domesticistic territory. Yeah. No, of course not. The, the movie doesn't say that, the book doesn't say that, and the script didn't say that. But by purpose, I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that Dijon, by purpose, did not link it together. Yeah. But basically, but, but because he felt that it was, would be much better to leave this conclusion to the audience yeah. or, in this, uh, or to the reader. Mm -hmm. So to make him complicit in this whole situation. And when I went back and so saw it... So it's uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, when I, went back and I, when I went back and saw it the second time, it is, it's, it's an amazing film. It, and it all comes together, and it's really what I started to realize is that it was just for the first time, uh, you you know, in your it was just the first time that as an American I felt like I was too American or I was too you know I was yeah, yeah, I, I was too put in too too much of a zone where I'm you know my puritanical uh, country and I was I was uh, put in a different place. Um, well, I mean it, that might all be true, yeah. you know, um, and I'm uh, probably more perverted than you, yeah, sure. as a European uh, <laughs> citizen, yeah. basically. I have another, <laughs> let's say, a decadent uh, education, of course, <laughs> in it, so I know that we you all, all <laughs> we are Europeans are really, really into psychomasochism. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I want to go into this because you've been talking about this this week, about uh, your attempts to make it here in the States, and mm -hmm. it seems like this was a while. Um, the thing that was really hard is I can see why, you know, it seems like it's taking a little longer to make some of these films and get them financed, but um, it's hard for me to envision this movie uh, without her in the lead. True. It, it uh, true. You're fully right. I should never have done that. <laughs> <coughs> I, 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 I had... I had my lucky star with me yeah. that that showed that showed that I failed <laughs> to find an American actress, mm -hmm. and that I had to go back to 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 France and and work with Isabelle Huppert. I don't believe that the mo that this movie would have been acceptable in any way if it would have been American. You know, I feel and like I would <laughs> probably not even have accepted it basically. Mm -hmm. But at that time, you see how 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 not deep I was not at that time. Uh, let's say I was not deep enough into that story and mm -hmm. what happens in that story and what it meant and all that stuff when I thought that that could have been that it could be American and we wished mm -hmm. it to be American I think it's only a retrospect after having made the movie with Isabelle Huppert I thought there is nobody else in the world even more than the French-American thing her yeah sure her, her. her. It, 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 and of course it's all Isabelle Huppert yeah. and uh, is if Isabelle Huppert had not existed the, the, the movie would have failed completely. How did you work with her in terms of, I mean, I have, a, I have a sense from listening to you that a lot of these ideas and things were in the script. So it's one of these things where she, there's an instant understanding, or did you work with her for a while in terms of talking about this no, character? No, She got it. No, she got it. She, you know that she wanted to do the movie before I even know about the project. Oh, I did, okay. Yeah, yeah, she basically, she read the book, 
she called uh, the, the writer, Philip Dijon, and she called the producer of the movies. You know, mm -hmm. the, the option it was optioned yeah. by Said. And basically she said, I want to do that movie. Mm -hmm. And then Said and I, at that time, decided, no, we want to make an American movie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Said did work with Brian De Palma, sure. and he worked with Polanski, he worked with mm -hmm. Cronenberg, and now with Walter Hill. So there was, a, 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 it was natural for Said to, uh, working with me, to think, okay, that will be an American movie again, at least English, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and then we decided to situate in the United States. Um, but, so basically we, we didn't go to the Isabelle Road, you know, we, we didn't go to France. It was only after our rejection here mm -hmm. that we uh, went back to Isabelle and, and, and said, uh, we failed and sorry and this and that. But the I most beneficial rejection probably of your career. Absolutely. Uh, that yeah. is, I mean, yeah. She's amazing. It's amazing. I it, mean, it's hard to even put in, you have to see the film to really see how, because um, there's, there's a huge balancing act of uh, so much of, uh, the, such efficient storytelling, but the amount of things that are put upon this woman absolutely and and the way that she has she balances her life and still has this element of control it's just it's it, it it's so her it's 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 like the performance of of her career it's 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 remarkable right. yeah. um curious because it, we are we are running out of time here and something i'm really really curious about over the last few years and i haven't gotten to read them because they're in english you've spent a lot of time writing about old movies, I believe two books, and I believe yeah. you have a, a, a column, is that correct? No, but, uh, for two years, we had to, uh, my friend and I, a journalist friend, uh -huh. <coughs> uh, basically had a column in the, in the, uh, the most important uh, Dutch newspaper, yeah. But, so I, I, we discussed, it, uh, he interviewed me about his movies, uh -huh. and then uh, and it was like, like a discussion like yeah, this, yeah. we were talking, he would, and then he would uh, write the first draft and he would give it to me, and so, so we put it together, yeah. It's about, uh, about 100 movies. And so you're talking specifically about old movies or older movies or all movies? All movies. All movies. And, and then the book is also, is that book just a compilation of all? It's right. Yeah, oh, okay. It's yeah, I mean, <coughs> if you then put it together, you, you mm -hmm. basically you change it a little bit, but in fact, these are the articles yeah, in general yeah. for it. And so are you, is that something that you're doing a lot? Is going back and watching directors? Is that something? Is no, I, no. That was really because, uh, let's say, the the editor of the newspaper mm -hmm. asked this this friend of mine, the who is mm -hmm. a journalist, um, it, it would be interesting perhaps to do a series about old movies. And uh, but we, I, um, this is Rob van Scheers, the journalist, um, and he wrote a, a biography about me. Mm -hmm. So I know him. Uh, we also wrote the Jesus book mm -hmm. together. So the editor of the, that newspaper, the Volkskrant, um, said, uh, uh, "Could you uh, uh, do you want to write a couple of columns with Paul Verhoeven about the movies he likes?" Yeah, well, we need to get those translated. We need to get uh, those well. Yeah, it's yeah, very nice books. Yeah, yeah we I need mean, to get those. I think <laughs> the problem with the books that we used we used a lot of photographs and we got the rights of the photographs okay. um, for Holland. But if you then would to do it in the United States, all these rights would be ten times higher, and then the publishing of the book becomes too expensive. I have to ask because we have to go. This is these are movies that specifically you love. What director is someone that you really? that really kind of meant a lot to you that you connect Hitchcock. to Hitchcock? Sure. Okay. And and to a certain degree, Fellini. Fellini. And then of course Bunuel and there are a couple yeah. of others, you know, that yeah. I mean, uh, if you read the books, basically there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, of course there is uh, Rashomon and there's all these classics, mm -hmm. basically. I, 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 
Well, Hitchcock makes a lot of sense. But Hitch Hitchcock the really is the one that has studied the best. Yeah. And, and I think also Fellini because of the camera moves and yeah. all the, the fluency in Eight and a Half and, and Dolce Vita. Well, Hitchcock, the way what you do with the audience. With, with with the the audience, audience. Also with the editing yeah. and, and the storyboarding yeah. and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I've, from the beginning, I think, I thought when I, uh, when I was 16 or 17, when I saw Vertigo, I thought, this is interesting. This is also art. Yeah. Paul Verhoeven, thank you so much. Um, the movie opens the second week in November. And that same time, and I think you're coming back for this, they're doing a major retrospective right, right. of all your films up at Lincoln Center. Right. And I have to comment on that. You have to comment on that. It's going to be fun to look back at all of your work. Right, right. Do yeah. you, have you done that in a while? Well, um, yeah, last year we did something in the Cinémathèque Française. Okay. Yeah, but you had also a retrospective. Well, I'm. I, it makes me so happy that people are reconsidering your work. And, right. And, and L is... I, I'm, I'm glad basically that you, after a second viewing... <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. That was about me. It yeah, was yeah, about sure. me. It was no, no, about no, me. I understand. It's understand. A, we have to understand, like, right now we have such a, a, rape, I, I, a rape problem in the culture. I know, I know. Uh, you I, see. Sure, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just, weird that this is in the middle of all that and yeah. in the middle of all these accusations yeah. uh, to Trump and all that. Oh, I, and I didn't think for one minute, but it just became this thing where it was like, and I realized it was me. It was that you had touched on something yeah, yeah, that I, I was I, uncomfortable I, with. But thank you but so you're much. You're not the only one, eh? <laughs> no, uh, in all honesty, there are other people that's my, that I sometimes even... <laughs> much worse than you.